0: Um I have a child I have a family of children, how am I supposed to practice with so many distractions? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's best to give them up. <laughs> 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 uh, this is a very regular sort of problem we come across, isn't it? Uh, It's really understanding that meditation isn't sitting on the cushion. Meditation is about, um, you know, developing a type of awareness, a type of being in the present moment, you might say. Um, In the Satipatthana discourse, you know, this discourse on how to establish awareness, there's a section there on daily life, you know, that when you're stretching your arm, you're stretching your arm. When you're doing this, you're doing that. So it's really, meditation in action is doing something deliberately. Doing something that you actually meant to do. So, there are various uh, ways we can, we can do that. It's, it's basically, always remember to do with attitude. It's always to do with uh, getting the right attitude. And this, this sets the heart in the right direction. And then that's where you put your attention. So, whatever you're doing in daily life, uh, whether you're looking after children or cooking or working, uh, it's important just to stop every so often and put the right intention in your heart, see? and that's that's the good heart. So, generally speaking, the attitude in daily life, in terms of work and family and all that, is service. See, you're at, you're serving people, service. You see, so there's the good heart, and that's where you put your attention. So, just like in meditation, you're washing the pots and you worry. See, you find yourself worrying, so you have to stop and decide, now am I going to wash the pots or am I going to worry? See? And you make a decision, I'm going to wash the pots. See? So you re establish your connection with the pots. (laughs) Uh, When you're with children and they're getting up your nose, see, you stop and you say, children are getting up my nose. See? (laughs) And you re establish your sense of service to your children. and in a busy life if you can actually find some time to sit in the morning that's important because that sort of sets your your mode for the day you see it's sort of like this is the way I want to be I want to be bright and I want to be awake all day and aware see Uh, and then you always end your practice with this metta so that reconnects you with the world you see and even though we do it in a more this um, generalized way that doesn't mean to say that in that practice uh, at the end of it you can't bring people to mind whom you're going to meet during the day so some of them you know might be difficult so you meet them with no ill will you see no ill will when you meet them of course a lot of ill will comes up see but you know oh ill wills come up see and then you re-establish no uh, a certain open heartedness at least you can establish an attitude of no harm huh and that's and there might be a lot of ill will to us at least, you know, no harm um, and sometimes when things uh, seem to get on top of us, you know so many things to do all at once uh, just try to maintain a, a sort of a line of calmness through it, you know and just know that when you're trying to do two things at once, there's going to be some inefficiency you can't, you, know, you can't do it but you, sometimes you have to do that. You know, you're trying to cook and and the baby's crying and somebody's shouting for you. You're going berserk, you see. So <laughs> you just do the best you can. But the the driving line is just this sense of uh, awareness. And to be aware, you've got to be generally relaxed. So you, once you get tense, it's very difficult. And a lot of energy gets dissipated with tension and. Fretting and all that sort of stuff. He just keeps stopping. He says, <sighs> "Start again." See, even if you have to do that every ten seconds, <sighs> you start again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just keep stopping and starting again. So when we when we talk about meditation and action, we're not talking about being self-aware. That's often a mistake we make because. In the practice of the pasana, you become very much self-aware. You become this observer up here somewhere, observing. You see. So you think, well, when I go around life, I've got to watch myself doing things. But that's a real split in in uh, in our in daily life because one minute we're aware of what we're doing, next minute we're aware of myself doing you yeah? So even though self-awareness arises, you don't develop it. You know it's there, but you keep putting your attention on what you're doing. You see, and when you enter into an action, no matter what it is, sort of looking after children, doing the garden, doing a piece of work. See, when you enter into that and you lose that sense of self, you also lose a sense of time. Yeah. Then you suddenly wake up and you've been at the computer for 10 hours. Yeah. And, and you wonder where it's all gone, you see. But you see, if you've entered into that absorption with goodwill, with a sense of service and a sense of awakenedness, that's what you're developing. See, if you enter into that absorption with anxiety or with some sort of um, uh, greed or with some sort of... That's what you're developing. Yeah? So once you, once you understand that we develop our personalities and characters by thinking and doing, then you become much more wary about entering into what you're doing with a good intention. See? And every time you lose it, which we will, you just start again. And, um, in the Buddha's understanding, you can become fully liberated looking after children. Why not? So, it's nothing, it's not to do with um, sitting on a cushion. I mean, it helps to sit on a cushion, especially at the end of the day, sometime after work, sometime when it is quiet even if it's only for 10 minutes, and just let the accumulations of the day come up, little anxieties, little irritations. So that's a time when you just, you, you might actually go through the day, and as you remember things, you can feel the emotional value you've put on it. And just to stay with that for a little while, not letting the mind think about it, see, you're not trying to work something out, but just staying with the emotional value around it, and just wait for it to soften, you see. And um, just to know how attachment manifests. So, uh, you know, parents love their children, but there's also always some attachment there because there's a self. So, how do you know when you're when you're acting lovingly and when you're acting from attachment? It's very difficult, but there are certain signs. Whenever the per- whenever you're getting angry with somebody, with so your spouse or somebody, that's because you want them to do what you want them to do. See? there's a <laughs> there's a lovely little section in the discourses where there are three fully liberated monks living together the is it's called they're called and the Buddha approaches them and says how, how is it you live so peacefully yeah? I mean he would turn up at a monastery where the monks were you know arguing and jumping about and making all sorts of mess and he said well he said in the morning when I get up I say to myself What if I do what the others want to? What if I put aside what I want to do and do what the others want to do? See, that puts you immediately into a very different relationship to all the people you meet. See? Now, you've got to be careful there because the reason why they were living so peacefully is because the other two were saying the same thing. If you say, why don't I want to (laughs) do, why don't I put aside what I want to do and do what the others want to do, then there's a danger, of course, you're going to be manipulated. You've got to be, <laughs> an abused. So you've got to be. You, you know, it's not. It's not stupid. as <laughs> if it's not stupid. You see. But it is what you're trying to do is to establish uh, a relationship. See, so you're awake when you're being. When you're when you see you're being used or abused, then of course you, you stop it. You see, you waken up to it. Um, So the uh, the two the two sort of main things are to remember to develop the good heart through constant uh, intention and to keep putting your attention exactly where you want it yeah. so there are some days where you're gonna f- we find it very difficult with the mind so scattered you know and you keep getting caught up in things you get fed up with yourself you're fed up with everybody else you know and there are some days it goes really smooth and you think you've made it foolish so uh, uh, that's it really it's very simple you see this is the uh, this is I think what foxes does. we expect it to be clever or, or difficult we expect some, some trick or other to become fully liberated but it's just getting the right in daily life getting the right intention and staying awake see? and uh, that little bit about not confusing that self-awareness you see what you want to do is to give yourself to what you're doing so much so that you lose that sense of self, a sense of time Now that's your meditation in action You see. is there any comments on that? any additions? so how do you tell you saying about stay awake so you don't get abused Hmm. How do you tell the difference between? Like, a, a, a very hard call to make in practice. Sometimes I find. Hmm. Oh well. Um, well, as I say, it's up. To, it's up to. It's up to the person, isn't it, to decide whether they're being abused or not. It's up. It's up to the person to get that sensitivity, you know. And to be able to reflect back to the person how you feel about it without getting angry. I mean, there's no... uh, These things aren't hard rules, you know. It's just a case of getting the feel that somebody's messing you about. (laughs) And you might not know it while it's happening. It might be a reflection afterwards and you think, could he have been making tea all day? (laughs) For him? (laughs) I mean, this uh, problem in a lot of workplaces to do with bullying, things like that. It can be very subtle, you see. Bullying can be very subtle. If you're in a position of power over somebody, just ignoring them is can be quite destructive. And some people are highly trained to be bullies. They train themselves. They know exactly how to abuse people in this very subtle, easy way. And you wake up, you think, "Hey, hold on, what's, you know, what's that mean?" And so that's the waking up. You see, suddenly realizing that your service has been abused. So. Yeah. Yeah. oh well, that's very true uh, it, partly it's a habit see, it's just getting into the habit of stopping and the way the way uh, you can try is that you make a determination you make a decision to do something it could be just a phone call see. and then you remind yourself when I put that phone down I'm just going to stop for a moment I'm going to go inward and see if there's been any accumulation of something during that phone call okay. then the next thing to be done before you make a phone call, you can stop. See, So it's it's making an intention which is clear and obvious of what you're actually going to do, and making it very clear to yourself that when that intention is finished, you stop for a moment. It doesn't have to be long, you see. You don't have to sit there for an hour before you can make the next phone call. It's just... <laughs> Thich um, you know, the... the well, he's very good. He, he has this bell going off at any, any old time during his monastery, you see. And even when the phone goes, you have to stop. <laughs> so it's only training. There's, uh, there's something you can download. I've got it on my computer. This mindfulness bell. Have you come across that? Yeah. And you can put it on for any length of time, 20 minutes, half an hour, you see. And then you, you have to train yourself to stop because sometimes you think, oh, it's a blue bell. You get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get rid of that. <laughs> so you've got, to, you've got to train yourself to stop, you see, and breathe out. Just get that feeling. Of stopping. And of course, what you find is that uh, you've actually been far more efficient. This is the point. You've been far more efficient. And uh, you've reserved a lot of energy because so much energy goes in on emotional emotional stuff which you just don't need. A lot of energy goes in the head. Twenty, What is it? 25, 30% of our... Our glucose is used by the brain, isn't it? Something crazy like that, is see. So just to relax the brain for a minute, you know, and you do that by just repeating a, a, a you know, a, a little mantra to yourself, you know. Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> you have to, t- you have to talk yourself into it. Um, I always quote Ajahn Tate who was a very lovely teacher in Thailand um, Take it easy Sorry make it easy I oh, always quote uh, Take it <laughs> uh, That's it, thank you Keep it simple Take it easy Stay with the one who knows See, keep it simple Take it easy. Stay with the one who knows. Ah, that oh, that's it. That's the one you've got to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Once you crack that, you've made it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, um, I'm just trying to think of. Instead of saying them as distractions, you see, they're not distractions. They're not only distractions. Uh, to somebody who's intent on doing this even though everything else around them is calling them to do that see but it's not they're just the next thing to be done abandon the word distractions is that alright? some pointer isn't it selfish to meditate so much shouldn't we be trying to improve the lives of others in tangible ways yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, the problem is improving others in tangible ways this is the big problem and uh, because of the self we tend to improve the other people's lives in tangible ways by the way we want to improve them so we end up with this do-gooder syndrome. A do-gooder is somebody who wants to do you the good they want to do you. It's irrelevant whether you want it or not. (laughs) And it makes them feel good. That's the point. They're going to feel goodness. Um, Sometimes, it's not that that there's meditation and there is this other thing. They're not opposites. Uh, Whatever life we choose to lead, uh, that lifestyle will determine how much time we're putting to meditation that time we're not okay. so if your work is one of these terrible things that you have to keep going on for 10-12 hours a day then that's, that's, what, that's what you have to deal with and in between time you try to stop and keep this wake, wake, awakeness going, try do your morning and evening meditation you see you see, when it says to meditate so much, I mean, what's so much about 40 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening? I mean, That's not so much, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's your basic, when you say your basic template. Yeah. 40 minutes to an hour in the morning. And then, every so often during the day, try to stop. See if you can stop for 10 minutes occasionally. At lunchtime, instead of yakety. Yakety. You find a quiet place, just sit, just sit quietly. You don't have to sit in posture. You just find a quiet place to sit and just quiet in the mind, quiet the heart, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then in the evening, when you come back. Now, you wouldn't do that if you didn't see the effect of it on your life. That's the point. Okay. I mean, for me, it was immediate. As soon as I started meditating, my uh, my life became so much easier. See, I was a teacher. In a FE school, so uh, you have to go from one class to another, sometimes right across the college. So normally speaking, you'd be you'd be shouting at somebody, and then you'd bang the door, and then you'd be rushing to the next class, you know, with all your stuff under your arm. But then you see, I began to realise through the meditation that the movement from one place to another was a time just to collect yourself. So the whole day became so much calmer, you know, so much calmer just simple things like that and uh, you wouldn't do that if you didn't realise what sort of mind or awareness you're trying to develop and that's what the Vipassana is doing it's trying to help us realise that there's a way of of being aware which is awake and alive and it's and it's it's engaged in the sitting it's engaged in the sense of really feeling and seeing things and in the world of no doing things being in your doing being your doing Ram Dass, very good book Being Your Doing it's an old one but it's still worth reading <laughs> um, and then you realise that uh, and then what you discover I think most people under, begin to uh, experience is that when they drop when, they, uh, when the meditation drops off their life starts going back to the old habits and then you realise ah hold on that was the purpose of my meditation and then you need little Phillips during the year. You know, you need to do a day retreat occasionally. If you can, get away for a week. And these, these lift your practice, you see. Lift your practice. So there's nothing wrong with trying to help people. It's just that um, you're, you're not out there for yourself. This is very difficult. Okay? You're not out there trying to make yourself happy. Through helping others. You may be happy helping others, but that's not the reason you're doing it. See, now you may say to yourself consciously, Oh, I'm doing it for their benefit, see? And then when somebody, you know, when you I mean my usual example, for those who know me, you know, you make this soup for somebody and they say because they're ill, and they say, Well I don't I don't want the soup. And stuck with this soup now, took me two hours. And they say, do me a favour. I say, what's that? I clean my toilet. Let's have a cup of cleaning the toilet. I've made a suit. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You clean the toilet, but you're grumbling. <laughs> and then uh, that awful business of saying yes too quick, you know. Will you help me move house? Oh, yeah, where's he going? Yeah. And you say, what? <laughs> <So> <laughs> And you have to start lying, you know. Oh, I feel really ill. I can't go." <laughs> you all sorts of dead ends you know so um I would abandon trying to help others I'd wait for somebody to ask me to help them that's a, that's a safer that's a safer patch yeah is any would anybody like to add to that Uh, you said that when we feel strong negative emotions, we should um, allow ourselves to feel them fully and they will burn themselves out. What can we do when the pain of these emotions feels so overwhelming and when we simply feel uh, we do not have the strength to endure until the emotion passes? Yeah. Now, when, it's, uh, when it feels overwhelming like that, you, um, you have to park them. See, I try to make a distinction between suppressing something I'm parking it. So when you suppress something, you're doing it out of anger, you're doing it out of aversion, you're out of fear. See? Now, when you do that, you're just adding more uh, more bad energy into the system. But if you say, whoa, you know, this is too much, this is too much, you see? You just say, you, you stay there for a minute, you see, "You talk to her. You say, you stay there for a minute, and I'll have a cup of tea. See? <laughs> or I'll call up a friend, I'll do something. Or I'll go for a walk. See? So you don't have to, you don't have to, um, You don't have to be overwhelmed in that sense. And of course, uh, sometimes it feels like that, because when you open up to yourself, you're know you taking away these suppressive measures. So you're sitting there, for instance, and and the fear comes up, and you don't want to feel this, you see, and a bit afraid of it, some, some anxiety, a sense of panic, you see. So you stay with the panic. But when that panic and when that sense of fear of what you're going to experience and the aversion to it disappears, this stuff's then allowed to manifest. So don't be surprised if it comes up with a whoosh. See? So then you, whoa, whoa, stop. You got to take a walk. See? And you just wait. And then very slowly, your courage comes, you see. You get more courage. And you're able to sit with it. And then you're able to sink into it, you see. And one question that you might ask yourself is, well, what is an emotion before I give it a name? See, once you give something a name, you're into a reaction if you don't know what it is, um, and you've lost some fear of it, then you can, you can sink into it more easily. See? As you know, if you have a pain, or a, a lot of people, you know, that they, they might feel very sick and they don't, know what it, they don't know what it is, but it turns out to be a serious disease like cancer. There's a sort of certain relief that they know what it is. <laughs> it's better to be in a place of knowing what it is than, than, than not knowing what it is, even though it's a horrible diagnosis so it's the same with these emotions you see we don't know we don't know the extent of them, the depth of them and you have to go sometimes a little gingerly that's all gingerly does that make sense? does that anybody got any other tricks? yeah persevering um I, I, I actually went on a retreat to help me deal with the huge negative emotion I was having with somebody I had to work with every single day. And it took me three years of visiting, visiting, visiting that emotion. I still have a little bit of a low threshold when I encounter that person. But at least I don't feel this sort of overwhelming, or actually ill will. Mm. But, but yeah. It, so it long. takes a bit of strength and determination mm. to stay with it and not just you know, yeah. push it away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And of course we know from Freud that if you do push it away, it comes out in sneaky ways. Yeah. You know, it comes out in little slips of to the tongue, really, just the way you look at them. <laughs> 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 Which makes everything worse, you see. Well, congratulations for not slipping into murder. <laughs> <laughs> Coast call. Uh, you mentioned talk. You mentioned earlier when talking about identification that there there can be um, there can be. I'm reading. Uh, there can be uh, there can be, uh, there can be um, moments of this. And all our suffering begins. But identification can often be seen in <coughs> interpersonal relationships as a kind of empathy with another's pain. Is there is there wholesome and unwholesome identification, or do we just get it all confused? No. This uh, when I talk about identification, I'm talking about identifying with what is unwholesome. You say what is unwholesome? Um, When uh, if you (coughs) if you watch how how the mind works, um, say you you know you see somebody whom you don't like. You see, first of all, as soon as you see them, which is the which is the immediate contact, there's a there's a reaction. Don't like, don't like, and then there's a uh, identification with that reaction. I don't like. And this immediately turns into a train of thoughts or an action of speech or body, and that's your that's creating your conditioning. That's your becoming. That's what what the Buddha means by becoming karma. Now, so long as we are aware of that dislike, see, we we're not developing it. It it remains there as. a difficult feeling. It remains there as unpleasant, but the, the one that knows, see, isn't actually suffering until they become. I am angry or I am depressed. See, it's um, to make that distinction. Really, you have to um, in your meditation. You see, when say a negative state comes up, some sort of anxiety. And you're feeling it, you, you sort of, it's become quite objective to you, you feel it, you see. So, you know, just reflect on that. Yes, there's an interior, um, un- uh, unpleasant feeling, unpleasant environment, interior, unpleasant environment. But that which knows isn't actually suffering, it's observing it. If you can make that se- clear to yourself, then you see that the problem starts when we slip into this I am, I am depressed, etc. Mm-hmm. See? Now, when it's on the positive side, I, you know, I, I want to do something for somebody, I love somebody, I, I'm, I'm rejoicing in that person's success. Uh, there's still that identification of I am the one who is rejoicing I am the one who loves and all that so there's still delusion there but it's developing the good heart you see so in uh, the Buddhist therapy we are letting go of unwholesome states right, which are causing us problems and we're moving towards wholesome states so that we're developing the beautiful mind See? But the delusion is still there that I am happy. I am the one who's happy. The I business. Okay? Now, it's when that is strong, when there's a real. when the, the more beautiful the heart is, the easier it is to see that delusion and to drop it. It's very difficult to drop the delusion of I when you're in a lot of pain, when you're in a lot of emotional pain. See? Now, if you think of other. Therapies, other um, um, other ways of seeing that. You see. In in the Christian way, you see, you've got you've got sinfulness, right? So that's their way of saying this unfortunate conditioning, sinfulness. And on the other side, you've got you've got God and the commandments and the guidance, you see, and you've got this free will so this free will now has to decide whether it wants to go towards hell or towards heaven and by realizing what that is, what the choice is, one hopes to make those choices that are moving us towards heaven, see now if you look at the Freudian model instead of sin oh, you've got id id, terrible id which is animal and dreadful and on the other side <coughs> you've got superego the voices of your parents and, and the Bible and, and the Buddha, see? And in the middle you've got this poor ego trying to navigate some sort of decent life <laughs> for itself. <laughs> so it's always, see it's always the same thing, it's just looking at it from different angles. From the Buddha's point of view, eh, the problem is is ethical. And that would be the same as, as a Christian point of view. The problem is ethical. Which really, in its broadest sense of that meaning, is our relationships. How do you relate to other people? How do you relate to other uh, to other animals and birds and all that? How do you relate to objects? See, how do you close your fridge door? Well, you should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you should be very gently. See? So, uh, it's by correcting our the negative side of us, the unwholesome side, you see, by simply not indulging those intentions. And by indulging those intentions that are beneficial to us, see. Now there's still a bit of a self there, but we're getting much more beautiful in ourselves. I'm using the word beautiful because that's that's the way uh, the Buddha talks about the mind, beautiful mind, you see. Um, so that's what this, uh, the identification is um, see so long as there's an identification with this psycho-physical organism as being me even in the most subtle ways I'll be seeking happiness through it and it's not going to deliver so I've got to search for happiness in a different place where are we going to find the happiness the Buddha talks about? See, so again, uh, like I said this morning, as you relocate back into the knower, into the observer, the feeler, see, and that becomes a very strong <coughs> experience for you, separate from the body with its sensations, the heart with its emotions, the mind with its thoughts and images. See, so just even there, you see. Afterwards, you can reflect: what was it like being there? Now, you may at first be very disappointed because it's completely unexciting. But actually there's no suffering there. See, And the more you stay in that place, even during daily life, even during your actions, which is to be aware, just to be aware, the cooler our lives become. See? The cooler. And there's a deep happiness because life isn't about chasing the next excitement it's about meaningfulness. we'll suffer anything as long as it's meaningful take a look at these political activists torture, all that sort of stuff but for them it makes their life utterly meaningful and therefore they experience a profound happiness about themselves How's that then? Any comments? Observations? Criticism? Yeah. How much of your day do you listen to the news? Well, unfortunately, I've become a bit of an aficionado. That's because of this damn computer. And you just click and you get BBC and Al, and Al Jazeera. Yeah, depressing. <laughs> you don't limit it Sorry? You don't limit yourself particularly to Well, I try, you know, I uh, when I'm listening to the news, mm-hmm. uh, when I remember, I, I try to send out a bit of uh, a thought of loving kindness to these places. But it's also remember that we suffer from a sense of impotence when mm-hmm. we see these things. And really, that's a case of being humble, which is. Recognizing exactly where we are in the scheme of things when it comes to power, you know? uh, the the amount we can do is extraordinarily limited, and the amount that we can influence other people to do what we want them to do is very limited. And it's a case of saying, "Well, that's it. That's all I can do." See, and being happy with that, being content with it, not knowing that you're not asked to do anymore more. That's you know, that's the limit of you know. And just to accept that we are in fact moving, slowly but surely, towards complete destruction. <laughs> Yippee! Let it come, that's what I said. Being clever animals, we will, you know, a few will survive and uh, write write a new book called, you know, Survival. <laughs> which, will, uh, which will replace all these other books like the Bible and the Buddha's teachings and yeah, very unfortunate. What to do? So, uh, yes, we've come to the end a little bit late. Um, can I leave you with a little blessing? It's the blessing is may you be, may you exp- may you enjoy a good fortune. Uh, may all the gods and beings that can protect us protect you. May the force be with you, and may you receive the blessings of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. Bhavatu sabba mangalang rakantu sabba, do you know this one now? Ah, you do? Ah, chanted it. Bhavatu sabba mangalang rakantu sabba devata, sabba budhanu bhavena, sadada... no, I just keep it. Sabba dhammanu bhavena, sabba sanganu bhavena, saddasoti te.